If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keenan. I am the Ivory Enchantress. Careful, Santino. I'm James. Welcome to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast. We're here chatting about episode 10 of Drag Race season 13. It's Freaky Friday. The queens are doing each other's makeups and it's a really fun episode. Yeah, it is a super fun episode. We have, I mean, the the most authoritative voice mm-hmm. on the matter, I feel, is a TikTok star, makeup artist, an internet sensation, Kaylee MUA, to dissect the queen's attempts of painting each other on each other's Her bodies. insights into kind of, like, first of all, her, the, the, like, the knowledge with which she's able to, like, break down the queen's style and then, like, say how sh- how they managed to map it onto to their partner's faces. Like, it was extremely interesting. I, like... I, yeah. I find that fascinating because you forget like behind like makeup as an art there is like sort of a science to it and the way that like mm. it's actually kind of need, everything needs to be put into its particular place I was I was uh, I was enjoying that side of things a lot it's it's a geometry like you know and, it, and the magic that they can do is is really interesting so I, I was great to hear her dissect uh, the methodologies there people who follow us on instagram at sissy that pod will have seen that we have a live show coming up this week wrapping the finale of of drag race uk season two uh, so right after the episode on thursday at half eight you can jump on the zoom with us we'll be recording our episode live for you to see on the zoom come on if you enjoy the show jump on board it'll be fun um so because we're doing a live show next week's episode of drag race uk will be a wee bit late mm-hmm. so but you have no excuse because you can hear it fresh mm-hmm. from clara the cow's mouth exactly on Thursday yes evening. no you'll be able to jump right on there get that tea piping hot and mm. and and live from us um and just come along i think it's gonna be really fun we've got a few little games that we're gonna play um we'll have a fun little time for some q a's come along say hi absolutely so you can sign up in the link in our bio mm. but for now let's welcome back to the podcast kaylee mua Kaylee, thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. This time we have you for a makeup challenge as well, so you're your home turf. Mm-hmm. How are you enjoying season thirteen before we get into this week's episode? Oh, I'm just loving it so far. Do you know, I find this season so hard because I love everyone, I feel like, for different reasons. But yeah, this yeah. makeup challenge was unreal. I, mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Like this is I feel like if I was on RuPaul's Drag Race, this would be the like episode that I would be waiting on. I yeah. loved yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was such a fun like twist on it as well because mm. like you were watching it and, and you could really see some of the queens like embodying like who yeah. it was and it was like it was the makeup obviously was helping and the, the the costumes but like it was really like getting into the character and we'll get onto it later on but like yeah I loved this as a concept like I, I thought it was so clever and such a ta- a good take on it obviously forced into it but yeah real creative thinking about them yeah and I'd like to see this format stick around I mean like for the US now the 13 series seasons on I kind of feel we've got everything we need from the normal format like we it, it kind of at the start kind of educated the audience on the mechanics of drag and the mm-hmm. tucking and all that sort of stuff and then we have you know conversations with older straight men and we've kind of reached every sort of eventuality with it. So I think this is a really good way to sort of focus in on the drag queens, learn what inspires them, what makes them do the walk, what makes them do that. 
And yeah, I'm here for it to stay, even if there was a shock ending. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so interesting. And it, it was interesting what the girls were saying. And it's like, like Simone said, I don't even realize what I do. And to really kind of analyze myself and be like, right, what do I do? What yeah. am I about? Mm. Like, I just thought that was so funny. Even like without all the makeup, like just every essence of every drag queen. Like it was just amazing to try to see them embody each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And before we get into the episode, Keena, I know you, you like to keep things on track. Very important because <laughs> as a as as a, as a drag race mega fan, Kelly, we have to ask: What are you also thinking of of uh, UK season two? Oh, do you know what? I actually just finished watching it there as well. I love it. I don't. I just do you know what it is. I think the UK humor is so different, and they're just a little bit more. I don't know. I feel like the Americans, obviously, they're a little bit more used to like Hollywood and they're all about we're just here to be like perfect. Whereas the UK ones, they're just so like much fun. I'm yeah. like loving mm. it so far. I, I absolutely love it. But how it started after this, yeah. after the US, I'm like, how is it the finished season that doesn't end. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. I'm not complaining, though. I'm no. not complaining. <laughs> no, absolutely. Give me as much drag race as I can get. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> Love so it. we'll jump into the episode so um the sort of first thing i note i think well you know tina was talking about how she kind of felt it was time to do a sneak attack mm-hmm. it's it she, tina's on a really sort of weird trajectory through the through the show i kind of feel mm-hmm. and she doesn't seem to be going anywhere like I feel again <laughs> this is her opportunity to be in the bottom too she manages to avoid it yeah can you see her getting to the final four katie Oh, I don't know. I don't know about Tina. Joe, you know, I actually really liked her in this episode. I found her really funny. I was mm. like laughing so much at her. I really liked her in this episode. I think she's great. And I think she has obviously that great name for herself in New York. But I just don't know if she's like pushing the boundaries enough. I feel like she's very comfortable in herself and she knows what she's doing. But I feel like in Drag Race, we always see people being uncomfortable and kind of pulling through that. And we haven't really seen that from her yet. Yeah. yeah. I think she's kind of the the very definition of, and not in a negative way, but like a sort of a filler queen is kind of what mm-hmm. she, where she's sitting for me in that like, she's giving pretty good talking heads. Her performances mm-hmm. are always kind of, you know, all like all right. You couldn't really say that they're, they're bad, but like she isn't kind of breaking through. And I think it is because she hasn't really had a, like you're kind of what you're saying. She hasn't really had like a, something to overcome like yeah. she's she's she hasn't really changed from where she arrived in week one so you're mm-hmm. and you're kind of getting to that point now where it's like i haven't developed a real affinity for you yeah and i really have developed like massive affinities for like even utica who's kind of been up and down i'm like so protective of mm-hmm. i'm like please god and i was delighted she got the win this week whereas you mm-hmm. know you did maybe having necessarily got that with uh with tina yes exactly yeah yeah, there's a stand-up challenge coming, um, I think in two weeks time. And if she doesn't win that, she can go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If she makes it that far. Well, that's if true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't even really a mini challenge. It was a, a pre-main challenge event of having a psychic reading done yeah. by some psychic called Char Margulies. Where do you stand on... Psychics and the occult, Kaylee. 
Oh my God, no, you shouldn't even be talking to me about this. I believe in all that stuff. I believe in fairies, unicorns, everything. Like, I love this so much. Like, I was on the edge of my seat being like, what is she going to do? <laughs> I love this so, so much. I was wish I wish you'd give me a little bit more, but like, I was like, okay, I hear you. You're saying some interesting things. I think what you said about Denali and Rosé. Rosé is going to be talking from her boyfriend when she gets home. Yeah, like, I what's know, going right? on well, there? That is, that is definitely the case. Oh my God. I, I don't know because I like I here we are we can we can this this is the, the whole tone of the episode is going to change and we have to like get into it I I don't know I find that like a lot of what she said was quite generic yeah. like kind of like does someone here own a house does anybody yeah. <laughs> does anybody live in an apartment uh, like and there was some of that now I kind of do think that when you're like in that format where you're kind of speaking to a large group of people like I've always thought that like the kind of more personal readings that like one on one with someone mm-hmm. like that's kind of like, OK, I can understand that. But where it is kind of like a medium on stage in front of a big crowd of people, I do mm-hmm. think it kind of feels like a little bit more like a show rather than like rather than something. But anyway, I, I, I don't know. I didn't love this because I didn't see the point of it. Yeah, but... <laughs> this is a filler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I enjoy the psychics from a like the same way I enjoy a magician. I mean, I, I don't believe it's real, but I'd like to try to work out how they mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe she probably knew who the queens are. Maybe she should run their Facebook page. But then some of the things she put out was like, does anyone have a farm? Does anyone live beside a lake? They were kind of generic enough. I was impressed that she got the name of the cow. That was that was the only thing. That I was yeah, like, how did she get I'm gonna be honest. That was, that, the cow. That's that, that's where my skepticism was. Like, okay, James, there's something <laughs> yeah. to this. She'd heard about Clara the calf, and yeah. then I was thinking, what happened to Clara the calf? Why isn't Clara the calf with us anymore? And I don't know why yeah. I assumed that like Utica had like you know barbecued her, but like probably oh, not. Wow. <laughs> I went to a dark place. The cow was coming back to get Utica. You thought you loved yeah. me. <laughs> You need to move on. (laughs) Yeah, that was a weird. I haven't heard a psychic interpretation like reading animals before, especially on a cow. And I did see somebody on Twitter who had like superimposed um, money cart in her brown cow stunning costume sort of floating over you to get It's Clara the cow. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was the only bit that was that was impressive. I thought, Mm -hmm. and so seemingly she seemed to have teamed up yeah. with the queens I would so like I, when, when, when Rue first said sorry um, oh she's paired them I was like producers have paired them but then he was like well why do you think she paired you so the fact that he lent into it made me think that maybe she did pair them I'd like to have heard that because yeah. I actually because I really thought the pairings were super interesting like I, and, mm-hmm. and like they weren't necessarily the pairings that I would have put together but because like I don't know like when when you got through you're like oh actually these people are really complimenting each other and they're like challenging yeah. each other to to go move outside of their 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 uh, thing so I would like to see more of that and I would have loved to hear her talk about like even right. give like a bit of a hint about like who she thought might uh, might go far mm-hmm. I absolutely love Simone and Utica when they were standing beside each other and Utica was like and Simone was like oh no <laughs> I love that so so much I just think they're, they're so different literally like what Simone was saying they're worlds apart and the fact that they came together and just killed it was so good and again I loved um Rosé and Tina Burner I don't know I just love the way they were like I don't know bouncing off each other and really kind of getting into it like they wanted to know each other and they wanted yeah. to do well mm. I loved that I just thought it was such a fun episode 
Yeah, it really I was. I feel Tina Burner was the person who you're like, don't want to get stuck with Tina Burner for a makeup challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <But> the- <laughs> I was, she is. <laughs> I was shocked, though. Like, I just because I, it had never occurred to me that, that Candy... Like, Candy comes across so much as, like, an attitude queen that you don't really pay so much attention to the makeup or to the, like, to the looks even sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a persona. So, I mean, I was really shocked when I heard that, like, Candy is actually a, a more qualified makeup artist than Gottmik. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a mad thing to discover. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. It, it really was. But I think Gottmik as well, like I've followed Gottmik actually for a very long time, even before Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, met them when I was over in LA. I went to, because they're best friends with James Charles. Oh, yeah. And I went and I done uh, James's makeup, and they were there, and we were chatting and whatnot. So I thought that was really cool. But um, they've been doing makeup for years, mm-hmm. and like their skills are just insane, like un- incredible. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And like such, a, like I, I suppose, as we saw, like over the last couple of weeks, has this like insane capacity to do like so many different variations, but then also has developed this such a unique style that mm-hmm. is like the Gottmik character. Mm-hmm. Um, like like probably one of the most exciting queens that we've had on Drag Race in years. A hundred percent. I was no, I know I was so excited whenever I seen they were going to be on. I was like, this is sick. This is yeah. so good. And of course I couldn't wait to see the makeup. That's what I'm all about. I love the luck queens, but I love when the luck queens can bring a little bit more to it. That gets mm-hmm. me really excited then. Yeah. And I, that's the one thing about God as well. Like they've been bringing humor in such a big way. Like, I mean, even through the uh like through the, the snatch game and back like even like one of my favorite moments when they had the the um the the psychic was where the psychic joked like oh don't ask me how old they are and got like got like instant throwback I was like can you tell us how old tina is like it's just that like clever <laughs> yeah. back and forth yeah um and yeah so it's quick. great to see that with like look queens having that bit extra to them yeah exactly yeah and the fact that we haven't got from Michelle being like, I just want to see Glamazon from you once, like rather than the black and the white. And I mean, I suppose she got it this week, but like, I think that shows growth on the judges behalf as well, that they're like, just let somebody do the way they want to do and not mm-hmm. your way for the whole season. If that's what they want to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. very true. Very true. And do you know what I was laughing at as well? I know everyone's given Tina Burner stick for our makeup, but like when I looked at Rosie, I was like, that's Tina Burner though. Like yeah, she I know. did. <laughs> she did like a really good job of making Rose looking like Tina. Now that's not necessarily meaning Tina Burner's makeup is good, but like <laughs> she looked distinct. like her. Like I think out of all the all the queens, like I actually think that Rose nearly like you would look at her and be like that is Tina Burner. Even yeah. though I felt like you know she wasn't wearing the you know the fire colors, like you wouldn't necessarily look at her eyes and be like that was Tina. But you look at her face and you're like that's Tina. Mm. <laughs> I, I actually I felt Rose did a really good job. I know we talk about that when they do their like little runway bit, but like she. She did a really great job embodying Tina. Like yes. it was the thing she did at the like when she was walking off the runway, this like way she carried her arms. Did I actually had to double take? I mean, like, is that yeah. Tina Burner? Yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was really good. That transformation was like very believable. <laughs> yeah. Really believable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's there's uh another sort of step of Utica overthinks the world in her concerns of the appropriation of Simone's character. Yeah. And again, I feel, uh, you know, she, her heart was in the right place. She was worried, but I think she probably had nothing to worry about because it, she didn't choose this look. The look, you know, was put up. Chosen it, for so. her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it was good to see her sort of break out of that inner saboteur yeah. and actually really flaunt it. I mm-hmm. liked the way that was dealt with really nicely. Like I thought that kind of, Utica coming from the place as like a white person who's going to be like stepping into a character that like relies yeah. on certain stereotypes or tropes around people of color and like 
to be led by the reassurance of people of color like this is fine for you to, mm-hmm. to do this this is okay for you just as long as like and kind of for her to be like okay I still have those concerns I want to make sure people are comfortable with it once yeah. I know that they are and I have that reassurance then I'm happy to to really like do my best to like make sure that I can win the challenge for Simone who is doing this for me or with me um I thought that was a sort of a that was a nice way for it to be dealt with because it yeah I mean, you can get lost in a rabbit hole of like oh, cancel culture and all that kind of yeah. stuff and it's important to show that conversation and learning from each other is what you need to be doing exactly yeah I think they handled it really really well and again I think the conversation was like great between them and they, they just killed it in the end didn't they like the oh, they parents really they just oh, oh my god unbelievable yeah mm. Yeah, and I think Simone had a line which is like, don't focus on the skin, focus on what's within. And I just Love thought that, that was a really nice way yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of capturing the essence of what they were trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. Did Rue say that Got Mick looked black Irish? I was confused. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that. Like, <laughs> I thought, I was like, I, what did they say? I'm confused. <laughs> black haired Irish maybe, and he just omitted the haired, but I was like... Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he said Irish, though, I was like, I can, like, I get that. Because mm-hmm. I suppose, like, you know, if you go back, there probably is. But, like, yeah. And then I thought it was interesting when Gottmik said that they were um, adopted then as well. So they probably have no clue, like, of their mm. inheritance at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I love that little conversation as well. Because Gottmik was, because, you know, I think that, like, when you hear about adopted, a lot of times the conversation around adopted people is, like, are you going to try and find your original family? Do you want to try and find yeah. where you came from? And for Gottmik just to be like, no, no, you know, growing up gay, I understand the importance of a chosen family. This is my original chosen family and I'm happy with them. I don't need to know yeah. w- what the the origin story is. Like, I thought, that, I thought that was really lovely. And obviously speaks to, because it's weird that like, he's got a sister who's like into country music. So like the diversity that obviously exists mm-hmm. in that family. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> to be like a, little country singing sister and a you know drag queen extraordinaire kind of on this side like such a unique mix yeah, yeah i want to see a collab between the yeah, two absolutely. yeah <laughs> who's that who's that who's that canadian uh performer they wear like a mask orville peck sorry i just got it uh, there was a lot in this episode though like a lot of important like conversations wasn't there like this mm-hmm. is a very good episode yeah and yeah I, definitely I it's interesting because obviously the make the makeover episode is always a forum for like other people to share their stories. Mm-hmm. And so you have that bit where the queens are painting the people that they're um the queens are painting the people that, that are getting into drag and they're talking about their lives. But in this one it was so much deeper, I think, because you have that relationship already with them and you're hearing more. I was actually wondering do you you must miss being able to like actually do other people's makeup for because I was thinking I was like Candy was painting got mixed like, and like that kind of like sense of like paying attention but also like looking at the little flourishes and like licking the brush and I was just thinking God you have that intimacy and that relationship and that conversation you must really miss that this last yeah. year I'm gonna tell you though when I seen Candy use licking that brush I <laughs> died I was like oh no that is like. <laughs> No, in the makeup artist world, that's like the worst thing you can do. And we're in the middle of a pandemic as well. Never mind. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really do miss working on other people. Um, exactly what you said. It's like a very intimate thing, but it's also like 
the feeling of you know making someone feel confident and beautiful like there's nothing there's nothing that compares um to that but even just getting to see like my makeup artist friends at like events and stuff it, it's just I really miss being able to literally just to talk shy about makeup and find mm-hmm. out what their favorite products are and like what like tips and tricks they're loving like it, it, it there's so much to it that like I definitely miss but it was fun seeing like this and actually actually seeing someone working someone else I was like wow I haven't seen that in a while yeah <laughs> and if you were to do this challenge with somebody like you oh. make them into you and then make them into you who would you choose out of the world of makeup content creators out there oh my god okay that's a hard one see because I feel like my style differs like I could li- I literally could like be this alien thing someday and then next I'm like a grungy queen like I go in between the mm-hmm. two definitely uh, I oh god I have no idea in the makeup world, maybe that's a bit much, but if we're thinking like drag race and like who's on this yeah. at the time, I actually think I'd pick Got Make. Now that's probably dangerous since they're like the makeup queen, but um, I just think their facial structures are amazing. It'd be very easy. I could just slam their faces into an eyeshadow palette and it would look great, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They spend like two, two and a half, three hours getting you looking perfect and then you just get their face and boom, look yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love like a drag queen to do my face though because I, I have done like drag inspired looks before and I I feel so amazing whenever I'm mm-hmm. wearing them like I just feel like I could take over the world but I would love to have my makeup actually done by like which, a drag queen which of the of, out of all of drag race is there a particular oh. queen or two that you would love most people say Raven I, I always think she looks spectacular but is there of anyone of course yeah of course Raven but I'd actually love Aquaria as well to do mine I, I'm obsessed with Aquaria like I'm always like what did they look like and I just think again with Gottmik too just the of course the beautiful element of it and like the way they do it but the artistry behind it as well I just love to see them looking at my face and be like okay I want to do this like I just feel like they'd look at it more from an artistry kind of way and I just love to see that yeah yeah and if I was a producer on Drag Race I would be like this challenge should like spill over into all stars I feel like imagine if you had mm-hmm. you know like your crystal method doing you know, like Jan or something like that would be really sort of fun challenge to change it up that would yeah. be insane oh I, yeah that would be incredible actually yeah, I know I chose two people from the same season there but that's just you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> As you listeners probably know by now, we're part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The Headstuff Podcast Network has a premium feed uh, that that you can support shows on the Podcast Network in exchange for some glorious bonus content. We actually put our bonus content this week out on the main feed because it's an episode Mm -hmm. all in the Irish language. We handed over the keys and we we actually sat back for once. Yeah, well, absolutely. We sat right back and we said, guys, go for it, Oscailga. And they did. Yeah, really, really fun. Interview with Kitty Nihulahan, drag que- uh, uh, an Irish language drag queen. They chat about some of their famous queens. Chris's Adam Dome content creator did a bit of a sketch in there. It's fun. If you have even a decent yeah. level of Irish, you'd be able to No, I'd say so. If so, you if you were able to, to get past the like the Irish aural exam in your leaving search, like you'll be able to pick up a few words. You know, you'll know what's going on. Yeah. And it's enjoyable Definitely. as well. You know. Uh, so yeah that's over on our feed and yeah if you want to support the show for five euro a month it'd be much appreciated you get loads of bonus content and you support all the other shows on the network including this one question what would you do if someone gave you five euro a month oh i would reinvest it in headstuff plus (laughs) i would and i'd say thank you because it's important to be great Um, you must have asked that because this week's podcast that we're highlighting is called What Would You Do? Which shares with you what you would do in certain scenarios, like whether you're in a bear attack or whether you've, you know, are in a sinking car. 
all those questions that you've sat awake lying at night wondering are going to be answered in this podcast. So let's have a listen to a clip. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. It's Callum and Jess here, and every week we look at how we'd handle different situations. Before finding out what you should do if you're in them. So far we've looked at... What would you do if you saw someone stealing? A bear attacked you. The baby started choking. You were stuck in a lift. You can hear those episodes and loads more on headstuffpodcast.com with a new one every Monday. So let's get into the pairs. So Rosé and Tina uh, were up first. So t- talk to me about Tina's face. Like, I th- I don't really feel Rosé did a, a great job. I think it looked weird. But maybe I just knew it looked different. How did you feel Rosé's makeup with Tina's face sat? I think Tina looked beautiful. I think the makeup was beautiful. I didn't think, it, I don't think you'd look at her face and necessarily mm-hmm. go, oh, that's Rosé. Yeah. So I feel like for <laughs> challenge wise, um, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like weird because you're like, wow. Literally like what the judges said, you can see her eyes. We're not used to this. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think the makeup was actually beautiful. I thought she looked gorgeous. But yeah, just not very Rosé. I think Tina did a better job of making Rosé look like Tina but again I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily want Tina painting my face um and what does Tina do wrong uh, just ev- the eyes are so dark. Just everything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, she she just Joe. You know, I just had a, I've had a real hard time looking at Tina's eyebrows. I just wish they just look very like high up, and she kind of just it doesn't do anything for her. She could have them making her look very lifted and you know like sculpted. Um, and then the eyes are just very dark. Like what the judge said, you can't even see her eyes. So I think if she mm-hmm. just kind of went for a little bit more definition on that um she'd look beautiful because you could see what rose had done to her face like she's got like a gorgeous face and you could do an awful lot with it too it doesn't have to be blacked out because there was a whole conversation about rose uh, rose's brow yes. bone was it yeah and and how mm-hmm. th- did tina do a good job with that she she did <laughs> you know our rose's eyebrows are uh, every episode i look at rose i'm like how do you cover them like uh, uh, no seriously like that's a talent in itself is covering them eyebrows they're so coarse and thick and like yeah she does have a very prominent brow bone but i think Mm -hmm. that's when tina's makeup actually works in this scenario because it's so blacked out that it's like you can't even really see anything anyways (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i mean obviously in the the they're the two like most sort of masculine featured faces like Tina and, and Rose both have like the sort of brick men faces. Yeah. So I suppose like the two of them do each other probably had like tricks for trying to cover that up. And you mm-hmm. can really see, I think Rose knows how to take like, I don't think Rose ever like she, she never like serves womana, but she always looks very pretty yeah. um, in, in her makeup. I think she was able to do that on, on, um, on Tina really well. Mm-hmm. And also just lovely to see Tina, pushed out of that color palette yeah um and that pink i think suited her it did and, and like lifted her and made her look lighter yeah because she I, I don't know like the three the like mcdonald's colors she goes for it, it's very <laughs> like it's it weighs her down or something it, yeah i completely agree i think she looks so soft like that's the one I, I like she's soft i don't know what else to say yeah. soft and subtle that's what she looked like <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was living for a Rosé's reaction to everything Tina pulled out of her wardrobe. Yeah. When Tina spun her around in the makeup chair, she was not living. Like, it was just, uh, oh, God. But she was a great sport, though. I thought, like, yeah, you know, she's she like, was. okay. Like, you know, she didn't throw a tantrum or anything. I just thought, yeah. I just thought they got on really well. It was interesting yeah. because they kept saying how they didn't. And, like, you know, they were kind of, like, snubbing each other in New York or whatever. Didn't want a bit of each other. And now look at them. It's like look you had all this weirdness for no reason you actually could be really mm. good friends and i actually think in terms of of, of, of outfit i think what rosé wore as tina was one of the best things tina brought yeah yeah i actually quite liked it <laughs> not in the tina burner color palette so, yeah no <laughs> the, her nicest dress she brought she didn't even get yes. to wear <laughs> I, I i enjoyed their little segment on the runway where they were like learning to be each other the yes. most and also like when Rue pointed out to Rosé, oh, you do this like ex- like additional I love that, thing. yeah. <laughs> and Rosé was like, do I? And then like you just were like, oh yeah, actually like she totally does. Yeah. And you could even see her trying to add it into that. And it was so hard for her to, to take it out when she was doing her like mm-hmm. sort of stomping down the runway as Tina Burner. I love that. I love when <laughs> Tina kept pointing out. She's like, no, you're doing it. She's like, you just did a, a woo. Like, <laughs> she's like, stop doing it. Rose is like, I can't. I'm just too fabulous. Sorry. <laughs> and Rose was like, oh, so basically I have to be not graceful yes. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so yeah, no, they were an interesting duo, all right. Uh up next then was Olivia and Denali. And I actually thought Olivia looked great as Denali. Like I thought the makeup it didn't look great, but it looked like Denali. Yes. Uh, you know? <laughs> I, I agree. It's like, yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, I I think you would look at it and be like, that is Denali's makeup. Like Denali did yeah. do that. Again, the eyebrows. The eyebrows are the hardest thing to get right, guys. Once you get it right, it can make or break the face. The eyebrows were bad, but like what you said, it looked like Denali did her makeup. I actually think Denali did a good job of turning her into Denali. And is that just because, like, did I, maybe they have a different size forehead or something that it looked out of um, shape? Like, I, she didn't bring them in far enough here on her face, and I think like towards the nose. Yeah, and I just think it was a very hard person to work on because Olivia is so like glam and just this like glamour model. Like she's so beautiful, and then to put this really colorful like nearly structured crazy Denali makeup on her it just made her look so different like you you could even see like uh, Olivia's face looked completely different to what she normally would and that is literally the power of makeup yeah what I found sort of threw me a little bit is that this look that she put her in was like like we'd already seen Denali like literally she's the only one who was like I'm putting you in something I've I've already worn so like it was a very kind of clever though no I, I don't think it was. I think it might have. I think it might have played against her a little bit because okay. it was like such a direct comparison, or something. I, I don't mm, know. There yeah. was a bit of me that was kind of going, "This is very," um, and then the, like the, like getting her to do like the weird kind of fake skating. I thought that looked just that was weird. Out of it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, <laughs> but it was crazy how, how different she looked. Yeah. Well, Joe, I actually didn't even realize that it was something that Denali wore already. So maybe that's a bad thing too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just like the wig and like she's she's done that kind of like ice queen kind yeah. of um little like poofy yeah. poofy kind of skate skirt kind of thing. Um Yeah, I mean if it wasn't the same it was very close yeah. to definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um but I, I, I saw the long blonde pony and I was like, Oh yeah, that's actually Denali because if you had asked me before what's Denali's signature style, I wouldn't have really been able to tell yeah. you. But once I saw that, I was like, oh, that's actually... Yeah, yeah I thought she did a good job. Denali. And in terms of Olivia's makeup skills sort of across the series, like, 
does she she doesn't seem to do much to the face does she she kind of just enhances like she doesn't does she change it much yeah i i actually you're you're right she doesn't i feel like she's just got such a like she's actually got quite a feminine face like whenever she has her makeup on like I, she looks like a woman like a full mm. glamorous woman and um yeah, no, her makeup's always beautiful. Like, I always think she looks stunning. But like that, I never mm-hmm. actually look at it. I, I don't look at her and think like, oh, she's a makeup queen as such, I suppose. She just yeah. does. She does glamour and she does it really well. She she does it beautifully. Yeah, because coming into this challenge, knowing th- what it was going to be before, I knew she was paired with Denali. I was kind of interested to see what she'd do because you look at Olivia and you think, smile. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, she can't. She won't be able to put makeup yeah. on that <laughs> smile, you know. So I wonder what she's going to do. And and from the final finished product she seemed to not really do much no it wasn't like she didn't do olivia's signature style say mm. on like she didn't try to make denali look like her she just did a glam look on denali yeah um yeah i really didn't think like i, I do think that was the worst one out of all, everyone i think yeah. she looked beautiful but like where was the hair like i think of olivia and i think yeah. like huge hair yeah i think like yeah. beyonce like literally like that kind of like wow factor we just didn't get it from denali yeah. i don't think See, I, I think that, that Olivia's only been doing drag for like a relatively short period yeah. of time and maybe hasn't quite landed on the thing that, that like really is original, like that is mm-hmm. her, like the essence of her. Because I think that when I think of Olivia over the series, it, it is that like super glam, but it's a glam that comes with this absolute easiness. Yeah. Like this sort of like, because like even like the, like the the wig was too like manicured on, mm-hmm. on Denali and the look was kind of older, I think. And it, like it just, I, I feel like that huge, big bouncy hair and something that feels kind of young and light. Like, I think that's kind of more where, and exactly not do, like not do, like she doesn't do a huge amount with the makeup. She just yeah. sort of emphasizes the features she already had. So I think that everything felt a bit like she was doing just a glam look on Denali. It didn't really link in necessarily with what, it, with what she was. Yeah. And I, I felt like, I felt sorry then for Denali because she then had to, had to go on and lip sync in an outfit that wouldn't be what she would have chosen to lips again yeah um which i think hampered her quite a bit next up then was simone and utica i think we were all agreed that these these were were the best and it was just i think these are probably maybe two of the most extremes in terms of their runway presentation and i wonder did that did that um you know did that risk pay off for them because they really had a whole different character to take on whereas maybe olivia and denali have a similar runway presentation mm-hmm. i think it definitely paid off like i just think this was amazing like to see simone come out in that thing and i i love when Utica's trying to explain like what she what she's like going on in her brain and you're just like yeah um i still don't really i don't really know what's happening here but okay um i think she really sold it again it was interesting with these oh but utica whenever she did um simone's makeup like there wasn't anything like again it was just this like crazy makeup you know you wouldn't look at the makeup necessarily and be like that's utica because again utica is just all over the place like she never looks the same ever yeah. yeah so um yeah. but i thought simone really like sold it when she was walking down the, i was like simone never ever thought in her wildest dreams this would be happening to her no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely like it was great it was really really yeah. fun to see no and i think that kind of they went into it with the clearest like you know sometimes the like rue will give you a brief of like this is a thing you need to do like mm-hmm. this is a note and it was kind of like the two of them went in with clear notes from rue Simone needed, like, after a couple of weeks of maybe being a bit too in her own head, needed to let go and yeah. have fun. And they needed to see Utica do, like, a fierce glamazon yes. walk and get rid of it. And 
it was kind of like, just tick those boxes and you'll win. I mean, obviously everything else had to look amazing, yeah. but like, mm. I kind of do feel like they went in with a bit of a head start. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hands down, I thought that like, this is one of the best that we've seen Utica look all season. She looked absolutely gorgeous. And I was really surprised how easily she just was able to turn Flicked into, into it. Yeah. The, that, that, that sort of Simone personality. And then just also the energy that that you, that Simone brought to, to the Utica thing. Like it was a really great pairing and the two of them just completely killed it. I could not get over Utica. Like her walk, she got it perfect. I was like, that's Simone. Like it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's like, I wonder, I think we all have a little bit of Simone in us. So I think Simone just really like unleashed that for Utica. And it was yeah. so much fun to see. Like I loved it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think like Yusuke said a couple of times, like in Untucked and then on the runway as well, about how mm-hmm. powerful this made her feel. And I was thinking probably like, because we've seen it before, say I remember like Milk in season six was saying kind of if you're like, if you're like a big, huge, towering drag queen, it can be hard to feel like glamorous because mm-hmm. sometimes glamour is like associated with like petiteness or whatever. So you lean into maybe the goofiness because you feel like you're, you know, that's a safer place to be. Mm-hmm. And I think for for you to get to be able to be like, oh, I can be like super glam as well. I'm not giving up any of this like kooky stuff, but like I can be super glam. It's mm-hmm. like a whole new, finding a whole new part of your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought she just looks so, so good. I, I love seeing that. I hope she kind of leans into it as, because I feel we were all waiting on that, weren't we? We were all waiting for you to come out and just look like, Glamazon, yeah. like, and I think even again, I think she could still even push it further. Maybe I'd love to see her like full blown glam. Just, I think that would just be like incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of like Simone's makeup, again, she, she seems like somebody who kind of just enhances what she mm-hmm. has. So I was like, the representation of Simone and Utica's look was purely in the presentation, not necessarily yeah. like the makeup and stuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think there was a bit more of the makeup in Simone because it was so like the way she did the lines on yeah. the lips and stuff, like it was so cool. Finally, got Mick and Candy. Again, this is, they had the added um, difficulty of trying to tailor the costumes to the bodies, but then also totally different personalities that they were trying to get yeah. across. I think Candy did a better job with Goth than Goth did a Candy. Oh, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I think Got Mick looked beautiful. I think the makeup that Candy did on them was great. But then again, I was like, she is just coming out in a little leotard. But that is what Candy does too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I thought they were good. I, I did say whenever I like seen them paired together, I was like, I don't know how this is going to to work. Like, I don't know if I'd necessarily look at the way Got Mick was and be like, oh, is that like, would I look at her and think that she looks like Candy? Or do I think that she's just doing like one of her rock looks, you know, that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I kind of agreed with that. Like I was looking at it and I could kind of see the Tina Burner comparison with the colours. Um, as be, Like that is such a strong part of what she does. So you, you could have seen that being a Tina look. Um, and I think that like that's the thing with, with Candy. Maybe she just has so like it's so much about the persona on yeah. the stage that like that's really where she had to sell it. And she did like I think got did a good like got did a good like rendition of that and a good job like like bringing that but I think it's just very hard to replicate Candy Muse because so much of it is is just like inherent in who she is Mm -hmm. exactly it's just she's just attitude yeah exactly I think also because God had so much going on around the face it was kind of hard to get those facial expressions across like the sort of puss that Candy would have on as she's walking down like Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of lost Mm -hmm. a bit whereas I think Candy I mean, I suppose anybody with that white and black, you know, would look like God. So I suppose maybe it's just an easier person to replicate. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think 
you came out and you're like, oh, this is Candy has got muse. Oh, got, got muse. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so were we all in agreement with the judges that uh, Simone and Utica deserve to win and uh, Denali and Olivia were in the bottom two? Yes. Yeah, definitely. That was Since they were judged as pairs, I feel um, that was the fair answer. But I kind of felt Tina and Olivia should have been lip syncing. Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. I felt like, I felt sorry for Denali. And I wish, like, I, I think that Denali and Olivia both belonged in the bottom two. Um, mm. I wish that they had okay. given Denali an option to change outfits before lip syncing. That, that is, that would be my, that would be my take on it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just felt so bad for Denali because it's like the reason why she looked and everything the better was because of Olivia though it's like hard because you're trying to judge it on the opposite person nearly um mm-hmm. but yeah no I, de- I I think the the two of them were in the were in the bottom definitely but yeah I'm sad to see Denali go I know she was waiting for her moment to be like I'm here and like I have yeah. done it I want my win <laughs> but um yeah no, I thought she was good though yeah I, and I think like she's she's one of those queens who's left the competition really with a like, I think kind of a, an obvious invite back to an All-Stars because, like, she did so well in Snatch Game and in, in the in the, the Rusical Challenge mm-hmm. and has had, like, a, a good trajectory. But So I think that kind of there's a lot more there to see. Definitely. From yeah. her. Um, but, yeah, no, it was... And the narrative is there. Like, she was done dirty. Yeah. 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 She was a bit. She was a lot. On the runway, though, before they went backstage, they were all asked about who they would have sent home. And I always think that is so unfair because whoever the first person says, Everyone's it's always like a domino it. effect. Everyone says it. So poor Olivia just like got it because, and like it could have been, I, I felt like it was either going to be Olivia or Utica would be the queen that was most said because mm-hmm. no one was going to say Candy because Candy would like literally come at you with a knife. But um, <laughs> Denali did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that was dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did, I felt sorry for Olivia kind of getting all that. And I think that really, like really affected her when like they went backstage. She just seemed really kind of like she kind of had gotten in on top of herself around that and felt kind of like, I agree with you. Like I should be going home, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I actually liked that because I was expecting uh divas drop from olivia i thought it'd be like you guys don't you're you're all underestimating me i was perfect so i actually appreciated the humility yeah definitely i I do think though like if i was on that stage and they asked me i would have said olivia too probably Hmm. yeah to be fair Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think in that moment it was the right answer yeah Yeah. um uh, candy's then rant at the end It was so funny. And even then, Rue was like, okay, well, uh, yeah. get back on there. Candy, I just have such a... Candy, that's literally it. I can't even say it because I'm like, I don't even know. I just feel like woman, I'm like, okay, like I'm really starting to warm to you. And then the next, I'm like, will you keep quiet for a minute? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just keep going in between the two. Like, it, it was interesting because literally her and Gottmik were standing up there saying about how they, you know, have... Can't they bonded because they both have this thing of not giving a shit? But like Candy does give a shit. You can't say anything to her without her like reacting mm-hmm. so um crazily to it. I yeah. suppose I'd love to see her kind of hone that in a little bit and realize that you know just because people are saying something that you don't agree with doesn't mean you need to take it so personally. Yeah, 
I, I'd agree with that. Like, I think it, you're actually absolutely right because, like, the way that, that Gottmik and, and Candy were talking about, like, mm-hmm. how, oh, we bonded over not giving a shit. And it's like, well, actually, literally, yeah. Candy is, is standing there with a pocketbook, like, taking down names. Yeah. Like, how dare you cross me? <laughs> Getting Waiting <laughs> for that Father Ted opportunity yeah. to, like, <laughs> to all the people who've wronged me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lip sync was Mary Mary Shackles, an absolute tune. Um, and although I would have felt that Denali deserved to stay from the episode. I did think Olivia did a better job in yeah. the episode, possibly because of the outfit mm-hmm. that she had gave her more leeway. But I also just think she hit the right beats in the song, like those um, auto-tune bits of the song, like that's the real highlight and she kind of got them better, I think. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's sad to see Denali go. Like she was someone who I saw in, in the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had really come around to her in the last week or two. I, I was, she was sort of seemed to be coming into her own like mm-hmm. a bit more and like like you were seeing like I was she was becoming one of the people who like when they popped up in like the talking heads I was kind of like excited to see what they'd say and I loved her like little kind of Jonathan Van Ness like set personality that she was playing and I'll, I'll miss her now I would I I I don't know watching this for so long you, you sometimes don't get so invested in like some of the lip syncs when you get to the, like so you're kind of sometimes like I don't really mind who goes or who's yeah goes. but I I really was hoping that Olivia was going to to go. I I I wanted to see more from Denali than I did from Olivia. I think yeah. I think honestly, I would have been happy with either kind of. But I think I just feel like Denali was so wrong. Like I'm like she just did mm. not like it. Should have been <laughs> based on the challenge. I would have said Olivia sent Olivia home. But Olivia is just a superstar, and maybe that's the reason again why she didn't. You know feel like she needs to go all out with the makeup or chose whatever one she did is I feel like you can't nearly mimic what Olivia has mm-hmm. um I don't know what's annoying nearly to to say but like she she literally just is a superstar like it's her smile like she's just yeah. so when you look mm-hmm. at her and she's just so warm and she's one of these people that like she honestly doesn't even need to do much and you yeah. just be like wow <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she'll make it to the final four? Um, I don't know. I think at the beginning I would have said yeah because I felt like she was just on such a high but I don't know. I think we're kind of seeing that, like, yeah, is it just that she's Olivia? Like, can she actually rise to every single challenge? Can she be versatile and, like, you know, really push herself, I guess? Um, I don't know. I think if she is, she's going to have to really turn around next week. Yeah, it's hard to know because she has, like, those two wins under her belt. Yeah. But I just don't see it for her for some reason. Like, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's like Simone and um, got Mick. Definitely, mm-hmm. and the other two places are up for grabs. Yeah. I still think. I, I do. I get. I think to use a sports analogy, it's been a season of two halves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but like really, I think that like early on in the season, like Olivia and Simone were like just absolutely tearing away with it, yep. and then their trajectories kind of shifted a bit. And I think that Rose and um, and Gottmik really started coming into their own, and I think that. I think that this is the point at which Olivia will need to turn it back around if if she wants to try and get into that top four. But I think that she's got, like, I don't I don't see Candy or Tina in the top four and I probably don't see you to get in the top four either. So I guess by that standard, then she really, she will make it. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I've really warmed to Rose as well. I, I don't know why. Do you know what it is? I think they're just so shitty. And like, I love whenever they're like speaking, I love hearing what they have to say. Yeah. Um, I think they're very like, sure on themselves as well um and they have their like you know it's rosé you know who they are straight away but i've really warmed to them over the past few episodes like i just love everything they come out with yeah yeah you yeah. know i think and, and you are right they've got like a really good turn of phrase and a really quick shadiness yeah 
Well, thank you so much for coming back on. What do you have in the works that people can check you out on online? Oh God, there's a bit of everything everywhere, is it there? <laughs> you can, I've got my own Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. You can follow me on Kelly MUA. I have my own makeup brand as well for anyone who wants to get glam and, you know, get beautiful. It's uh, Cash Beauty with a K. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I absolutely love this. Like this is just, I was so looking forward to this. Um, I just couldn't wait to come on and talk shite about drag oh, racing. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime at all. <laughs> <laughs>